Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. First of all, sorry for not uploading an episode last week during Denmark Open, but even if I lost early, it was still a very busy week with sponsors, training, treatment, meetings and so on. I also had Winston with me there, so didn't really find the time or energy to do a podcast as well. Enough about that, because today I'll try to make it up to all of you with a guest episode, and I know it's been a while since I had my last guest on, so since I'm currently in France sharing a room with Danish mixed doubles player Mikkel Mikkelsen, I thought why not try and get him to share a bit about his story, which in many ways is quite interesting. So even if I might be a little bit rusty on these one-on-one guest episodes, I hope you will all enjoy this episode. Today's guest is, as mentioned, Mikkel Mikkelsen, who is a Danish mixed doubles player, currently ranked 27 in the world with his partner Rikke Søby Hansen. Mikkel is 30 years old and is actually the oldest player ever to be invited into being part of the training center for the Danish national team on a daily basis. This didn't happen until earlier this year, actually, when Mikkel was 29. His biggest results are winning Dutch Open last year, quarterfinal finish at the All England, second place finish at Scottish Open Super 100, and quite recently he also won a bronze medal at the European Championships. He's also a huge football fan. Unfortunately, he supports Danish <laughs> club Brøndby and also Juventus in Italy, but I promise you guys I won't hold it against him <laughs> today. Miguel, warm, warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of our busy schedule here at the room. Yeah, just finished uh, the dinner. Yeah. So yeah, how was the dinner? It was quite good, I think. Yeah. Korean food, like always. Like yeah. it's the second time you're here in France, and I feel like you've been eating there quite a lot, right? Yeah, I think it's my fourth time today. So. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. What did you have? The kip bibimbap. Uh, no, I actually had the, um, some spicy chicken with some rice on the side. So. You're good with spice, spicy food. Yeah, I like spicy food. Yeah, and it's also That's good. I, th- I think I had the bibimbap, which was like not very spicy, but it was yeah, it was quite good. Quite, quite spicy. Good. Yeah. So yeah, right now we are just uh, sitting at the room. You're preparing for your match tomorrow. You are playing uh, Shengxi Wei and Huang Yekyong. Yeah. Second uh, week in a row. Second so week in a row. Same as me. I just played uh, yeah Christy earlier today for the second week in a row. Yeah. Lost again. What are uh, the odds for that? Yeah. Yeah, shouldn't be possible, but <laughs> no. I feel like it's happening uh, quite quite often. It uh, does. But last week you were actually very very close of beating yeah, those. But guys, it was right? also in the second round, so. Ah, okay. Last week. Ah, who did you beat in the first round? Uh, um, oh yeah, the Chinese, Chinese Taipei, Taipei pairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So do you feel like like you lost? What was it? Twenty one nineteen in the third last yeah. week. Yeah. Do you go into tomorrow thinking like you only have to adjust like? Some little things to make a yeah, make the result go the other way, or do you see it as like a completely new match, new conditions? Completely stuff? new match, I yeah. would say. Yeah, so it's a top pair, world class pair. So we need to be at our best yeah. to get a chance, yeah. even for winning one set. I think last week it was also like it was quite fast, right? At Denmark Open, uh, which I would think suits you a little bit better than the conditions here that are. For sure, slower. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, especially when you play like Shengxi Wei, I think it's 
Yeah. It's actually okay that the shuttles are a little bit faster. It is, it is. Yeah. yeah. For us. Yeah. I'm sure that a lot of my listeners will think like, but wasn't that also the match last week where he was called fault like a million times? So like, it was, yeah. yeah. I think it was about 14, 16 th- times or something. Okay. And only him or? No, she got two or three, I think. Okay. And you guys didn't get any? No. No, I saw a lot like on social media about it, like, and people complaining about like you and Leike. Yeah. And like, like what, what should you guys do? Yeah, I don't know. It? I don't know what we should have done differently. No. But yeah. Yeah. That's it's just how it is. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. Did you get a lot of like social media hate? For sure. It? Yeah. For sure. Actually, yeah. the first time we got that. Okay. But yeah. But you're also not the most active social media guy. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm quite old, as you mentioned yeah. before. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not yeah. that. Yeah. You're not really into that. No, not that much. No. no. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, well, well, anyway, Michael, like the main reason why I thought you would be, uh, apart from your level, but why you would be an interesting story uh, to, uh, to talk about on the podcast is that I have a lot of uh, listeners who keep on asking about, like, is it too late to, uh, to try and become a very good badminton player uh, when they're in the mid-20s or late in the teens or something like that? Um, and I always try to say, like, if you, if you feel for it and you enjoy it, then why not uh, try and go for it? Maybe you won't be a professional, but you will enjoy it anyway. Um, and that and was actually what I thought about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you were actually, like, a very uh, successful junior player. Yeah, I was. Um, but, yeah, can you just, like, talk us a little bit through, like, your story? Like, h- how did you end up being part of the national team at the age of 29? Like, it sounds crazy when I say it out loud yeah i was like for some years before like when i was 26 or 27 i think i were at the national team doing some sparring like mm. three or four times a week and then almost got into the full program without being a part of it mm. in the group but yeah as a mixed doubles player also. exactly yeah, exactly yeah. only mixed yeah. double player i yeah. think i was only there for like when i was 20 years old for some singles but only a couple of weeks or something yeah yeah because you you used to like be mostly singles player also yeah. when you were junior right uh, yeah i played a little bit of men's double and yeah. i was actually decent playing men's double but yeah yeah what, what are your best results like as a junior in singles single i won the the six nations of the under 17 yeah yeah in men's singles so for my listeners, that's Denmark, Sweden, England, France, Holland. Yep. And I'm missing someone. Germany, of Germany, course. Germany, right? of course, yeah. yeah. So it's like a, a tournament between those six countries. So yep. back it. Oh, sorry. Back in the days, we kind of counted it as the like the unofficial European Championships. Yeah, I also right? think that was the best player of Europe. Yeah. And you also won the nationals, Danish nationals and singles? Only in men's doubles, Only actually. Men's never doubles. won it in men's single. Lost a couple of finals and... To get back to the topic, uh, mm. yeah, I injured my knee quite bad in when I was the um, on the 19 final at the Nationals, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was out for like 10 months, 12 months or something. Okay, yeah, that's a long yeah. time. And then you made the switch after you came back? Uh, no, to mixed I actu- doubles no, I actually played my first mixed double tournament when I was 24, 25 years old. Okay. I stopped playing mix when I was yeah, under 15 or something. Yeah, yeah. And then you start when you're 24, 25. Yeah, it was actually a coincidence because okay. uh, 
player Maizuro from my club mm -hmm. didn't have a partner and I played we played the same tournament men's that I did in single mm -hmm. and then I thought yeah it could be fun to try the mix yeah. and then we won the first tournament we played I think okay first or second tournament in Portuguese international yeah all right and it's always fun to win so. yeah it is it is for sure and then you started playing with her on a, like a regular basis yeah yeah but the first two years my main goal was still singles actually. okay yeah all right so when did you like completely say okay it's not going to be singles anymore now it's mixed doubles full-time 25 years old okay yeah that's quite quite late still it is to uh, to make that switch yeah uh, how, how did like if you all if you've always been dreaming about like making the breakthrough in singles like was it tough to kind of put that dream aside or did it just feel natural to you it actually time? felt natural yeah because I didn't believe in my single qualities anymore so yeah. yeah I didn't think I could reach the level I wanted to yeah and then and, and you thought you would be able to do that in mixed doubles for sure yeah it's because to me like it's also like quite late age to decide to pursue a new goal it in is badminton also because like the money is not great necessarily unless you are like really world world class and That's of course right. from the start you won't be that in, in mixed doubles and even where you're placed now just outside the uh, top 25 i would guess you're not making millions from uh, from for the sure sport. not for sure not no. D did you have any like concerns in terms of thinking is this like a, a good road to go down or did you not really focus on uh, on all the actually finances? i think i was quite good not focusing on the it would be hard to get the the money to play all the mm -hmm. tournament i wanted to but it it is expensive to travel even though it was only europe tournament mm. but yeah i had a job i worked like 30 40 hours a week as while what? playing yeah as what as a barista okay i make oh. coffee in a coffee shop you make a mean so coffee yeah i do yeah. for sure okay like coffee a lot so you were working 30 to 40 hours a week yep besides training yeah and, and then then training in the evening and, okay yeah. working from eight o'clock in the morning until 16 okay four o'clock in the afternoon and then you're training in the evening yep also like gym did you go to the gym or yeah i went to the gym as well but yeah. it was not like four times a week yeah. but yeah. one or two times a week okay and yeah. then there was not enough hours i thought yeah yeah i think like unfortunately the listeners can't watch and see you but like if they ever see like a photo of you they should look at like your gun <laughs> like your biceps is it's <laughs> I promise you guys, it's it's crazy big. It's, <laughs> it's uh, it, you look like a guy who, who goes to the gym every now and then for sure. I do, I do. Yeah. But I think like it's it's really cool that you managed to actually make it work. Cause like I think if you if you work from eight to four, uh, I know for myself I would be like completely out of energy and like. You you must really have felt like this this is a dream you want to follow and for sure. to, to find the energy. I felt to do that, that for sure. And it was also like one of the things that I couldn't do it in singles. Mm. Because you cannot go being a world class player in singles only practicing two hours a day. Mm. That's not possible. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And you felt it was more possible in mixed doubles. Yeah. Well, what did you see like you said you lost your belief and you actually becoming a world-class singles player well, what did you see in your own game that made you thought mixed doubles is a possibility the two things i think was the most important thing is my movement and my yeah. attack for yeah. sure yeah and the movement it's quite 
common, right? The, the singles players, they have good movements. Yeah. So I think most of us also plays a decent mix. Uh, and I think the mi mixed double category developed in my way, if you could say that, yeah. because the movement is really important. You are not like in the old days, you had a mixed double player, you were like 100 kilos and mm. you had a lot of power, but now you need movement yeah. a lot. And like you're 30 years old, it's for some it sounds maybe a little bit old, but in terms of your physique, I guess you're probably at the best time even in, in your career. You don't feel not at all, not at all bad in any way. No, no. Yeah. I never, almost never getting an injury yeah. like a muscle injury. Uh, I've actually never tried that only once in my career. Yeah, getting a muscle injury, so I think I got a go. Quite good physique. Yeah, but you also do. Do you feel like a huge difference in terms of the training? Like you're used to doing all the singles training, all the hard stuff. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's completely different yeah. practicing mixed double compared to singles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Sometimes I would love to just be <laughs> training doubles. Like it's not that I don't enjoy the hard work. But no, no. Sometimes when you look at the doubles practice, uh, <laughs> it, it looks a bit more comfortable. In, it is. Uh, it is for sure. Ways. I have yeah. tried both. So. Yeah. It is for sure. Are you still working uh, besides playing badminton? I'm actually only, almost only working as a coach now. Yeah. So, uh, but it's like two to three times a week for one or two hours mm. at my club where I also play. Mm. Yeah. So I'm an assistant coach okay. of KMB yeah. 2010. Yeah, I know that too well actually. I'm only asking <laughs> so the listeners also know because like Mikkel's club actually won promotion to the best league last year. Yeah just in front of the club I play for. And so we truly deserve it. So. Yeah, we still, we still hate you guys for that. We still hate you guys for that. But the good thing is it looks like you're going to go down again and we might go up. Yeah, so let's see. There's yeah. some matches left, so let's see. Yeah, yeah. you have had a tough start, right? Sure, sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's completely different level. Yeah, but yeah. you're also just the assistant coach, so it's the responsibility of the Yeah, main it's coach. not relying completely on me. No, no, no that's, that's right. That's true, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, I still, I, th I think it's, it's real, like fascinating and cool that you managed to actually make the switch that late and then also keep going for so long because even though you say you made the switch at 25 it's still more than four years later uh, you yeah. actually get accepted into uh, into the national team yeah. and i think a lot of people would think okay i'm getting close to 30 what am i going to do with my life like do i need to wh which kind of job do i need to have for the future and if you want to make a lot of money, if that's your goal, or if you want to be in a very good position, you might get into the like the normal uh, working environment. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of experience, um, but yeah, for me, it's just so fascinating that you you just kept on going, and it's so nice to see that you actually got the spot. In yeah, the that's. I'm also really happy about mm. it for sure. But I'll always, when I first get invited for sparring mm. at the national center. I really think that the coaches believed in me. Mm. It was not the time for um, for taking me into the group, but mm. they really believed I could do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were just you were in for just yeah, it's just to try and explain to people what being in a group means. That when you're in aspiring, you only get the training. You yeah, won't yeah. get any like real focus from the tr the no. coaches. They will say things to you every now and then. Yeah. But you won't get any financial support. You won't get no. help with tournament planning. No. But all that changes when you get into a group. Yeah, you you actually, because I played, when I got in as a sparring partner, I played with Amelia Magalone, mm -hmm. and she was in the group. So I got a really small amount of okay. economy support. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Okay. So you played with Amalie, who was in a group, and you were not in a group. Yeah. Um, when did you change to playing with Rekke, who you play with now? Was that when you got into the group, or? No, I was actually not in the group when I stopped playing with Rekke. Okay. But she was. Yeah. Again. Okay. So yeah. I came in after some good results. Mm. I don't know what they saw anything different in me or mm. something, but I think they. Yeah, they could feel that I really wanted it yeah. this time. So, yeah. so what are like your, uh, like your perspective for uh, like the future? Like, d- do you see yourself as still being able to reach like the very top? Uh, like sure. you're 27 now. Is is like the goal to be top 10, top five? Like, what what is your thought about that? <sighs> to be as good as possible. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, for sure. I think I could go to the top 20. Top 10 is mm. something different, but I really believe in it. Yeah. So, oh, right. yeah, it's it's fascinating, and I hope I hope you will get there. Yeah, I, I think, think I have a lot of years yeah, left yeah, in me. Yeah, I think sure. also in general in doubles, like you don't have to retire at 30 or 32 or no, 35. No. It's it's usually quite possible to That's carry right. on. I still remember uh, like Matuszek from uh, yeah. Poland. Uh, I think he played Olympics at 40 or 41. That's right. So yeah, you still have time ahead of you, and you still don't have like any. Like concerns in terms of what you're gonna do with your life afterwards? Or? No, I also I'm educated a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I got uh, marketing management. Okay. Is the same as you or? No, I had. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not financial. Even sure what the, I'm not. I'm not sure what the English word is. Uh, it's like an AP degree in service management yeah, i yeah. think it's called uh, yeah so it's, it's quite so, similar yeah there's a lot of the the um, uh, the courses that we take are, are the same or the classes that we took are the same yeah. but there's also a bit of a difference but yeah yeah okay so you want to work with marketing i actually don't know i don't know okay but but you feel have something you have something yeah so for sure. it, it does you're not really afraid of not being no, able no. to get it. And I've video. been you could also be a barista again. Yeah, exactly. And I really liked it so. Yeah. Maybe okay. having my own coffee shop, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, you you seem like a guy who's very content in uh, like staying in the present and just yeah, doing what you do now For and then sure. you will handle everything else. That's right. When the that's time right. Is right. That's how I am. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm more of a like a planner type so yeah. I, I try to make plans <laughs> I, i try to be a little bit more open now that i'm gonna retire next year and stuff i try to keep an open mind but i still try to sort of make a plan for uh, yeah yeah that's the, also the a good idea i think but yeah it depends on what type of person you are that's i right. guess yeah. uh, one thing i wanted to uh, to have in this podcast as well is uh Uh, your story about your arms <laughs> there is like this uh, one thing you actually broke both of your arms once. that's right as I mentioned earlier I got the bad knee injury yeah in when I was on 19 and when I came back a year after mm. think uh, I think three months after or something mm. I got the what's called the college Yeah, I got out of college, and yep, yep. we do you this thing in uh, Denmark where we driving an open bus or yeah. open truck yeah. when we got the, uh, and then yeah, the so you drive from house to house to yeah, visit the to parents visit of all the, the parents and the families, the yeah. yeah. And then it was like five minutes before we have been driving for 12 hours or something, yeah. and yeah. it's for sure included uh, some alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And well, that's a big part of the tradition <laughs> that is. it includes a lot of alcohol. It is, yeah. but it was actually not my fault, but the fence broke. So we were like... Um, so the fence on the truck that you were driving? Yep. The upper fence broke. So uh, we were like five, four guys and a girl who fall out of the, the truck. While it was driving? While it was driving, yeah. How so fast was it driving? Not that fast because it was in a roundabout. Okay. So it was like, I don't know what you yeah. drive there, but it's not that bad. Not that fast, but uh, yeah, I was actually the only one falling backwards okay. out of the truck. So okay. I landed uh, yeah, on my arms and my head and yeah, my knees and everything. Oh. And I broke both of my arms. It's crazy. Yeah, so I was out for when I was 18 to 20. I was only able to play for four months or something. Okay. Yeah, I guess that also explains <laughs> a little bit why it's pretty hard to come back also to play singles. Exactly, it's some crucial years to miss. Yeah, there. it definitely is. There's a lot of hard training that you need to do in that yeah. period as well to for develop sure, for sure. the physical part of the game as well. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's, that's crazy. So how long did you have? Uh, oh, it's actually, uh, luckily it was, it was bad. My left arm was really bad injury. Yeah. So I think... And I you're right-handed. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So I think the left-handed was, I don't know what you call when you have this on Yeah, your I, arm. I don't know, the cage on like this white thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, when I'm you break your arm. Yeah. And I got it on my left for 12 or 14 weeks mm. because okay. my wrist was broken like in three different places okay. and was uh, out of the, I don't know. Uh, uh, out of the joint. Yeah, exactly, yeah, out, out of the of joint. Place. So yeah. it, was, it was bad, okay. but my right uh, elbow was also broken. Okay. So, but it was not that bad. Yeah. So it was only for like eight weeks or something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I injured my head as well, and yeah, yeah some some other places as well. Yeah. But nothing like life threatening or no, anything. No, not like at all. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. not at all. I got the. It was a trauma call when I get into the hospital, and they yeah. checked everything. It was yeah. quite stressing. Yeah. To go through that. Yeah checking your back and your neck and your organs and everything your you brain as well your brain as well my yeah. brain as well yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah nothing was wrong with that yeah. so yeah. i'm happy about yeah. that i think we can discuss if like if there's anything yeah, wrong with some your brain some yeah <laughs> yeah but I, it's just another crazy story and like this tradition with like driving these open uh, trucks yeah, yeah, and yeah. buses i think it's being discussed every year if it's uh, true i think there's almost Every year one is falling out of yeah, the truck or yeah. getting injured in some way. And like when we sit here and talk about it and <laughs> I have listeners from uh, the States and India yeah, and I Indonesia, I think they will think like you're driving an open truck and yeah. you're drinking alcohol and like but people are dancing in the truck and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. It, it sounds like... I actually think we had a DJ on the truck yeah, or something. Yeah. It's was crazy party while you're driving an uh, open truck. Uh, sounds crazy. It sounds look like... It, a, look like it up on YouTube and yeah. you'll find some... Yeah, funny definitely. videos. It's uh, for sure for everyone who goes to college in Denmark. It's like it's the highlight of it all is. the time when you graduate. You need to go on that uh, truck drive and yeah, go. And I almost all. got the twelve hours of fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you also got a lot of uh, attention afterwards from uh, all your for sure, actually, both male and female classmates. That's right. So. That's right. I was <laughs> in a wheelchair actually for like a week or something okay. just because yeah. I've yeah. I got pain in my knees and something. There was nothing wrong there, but uh, I just couldn't walk. Uh, so but you still went to all the parties. Like, is you sure. have like a week or two after graduating, where it's just parties. Like, yeah, basically I went everything. to. 
after I think I was at the hospital for 30 hours or something, and then okay. uh, yeah. yeah, then I was out partying <laughs> again. <laughs> I love because that, I knew I had a a long break of injury there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I didn't have to worry too much about no, that. No, you have like a broken elbow or a wrist, and, yeah, the, and I actually bones. couldn't talk because my face was also injured really bad. Okay. So, but you could drink. I could put a straw in my <laughs> mouth and then drink. <laughs> I love that. That's that's commitment to <laughs> it uh, is. To partying. It is for sure. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. But that's I wouldn't amazing. be without this time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the if you have to find any kind of advantage <laughs> is that like you had a long period there where you didn't really have to be serious about badminton That's you didn't right. have to focus on that you could focus on other things yeah. in, uh, in your I life didn't got filled up by badminton at yeah. the uh, young age do you think that helps you now for sure because also that kind of person i am i, I liked uh, really when i was younger i really liked to have fun i like mm. partying that's no secret mm. for sure okay. and uh, yeah I, when I think about it, I think it 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 is an advantage right now yeah. for me. Yeah. I've I've done all the things I wanted to, yeah. and I'm I'm not saying that that's the way to go, but you're different, so yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It also, in terms of are. like why you would be more calm about like still going for badminton yeah, at, exactly. at this age, and like you already. I didn't think I'm I'm not. You're not missing out no, on anything. No, not basically. at all. Not yeah. at all. You already had your chance to do that. That that makes a lot of good sense. So, like, if if someone asks me now, uh, if it's too late or uh, yeah, if if it makes sense for them to kind of go for it, what what would you tell them? Uh, yeah, it's, it's an old quote, but uh, it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late to reach your full potential. Mm. For sure, not. Yeah. yeah. But uh, of course, I had a decent level yeah, when yeah, I was. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's never too late. Yeah, of course. That's always when you get that question. You need to know a little bit about the starting of level. Course, of, of course, of course. If you've never played badminton, starting at 18 is probably too late it's to gonna be, be world tough. class. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. 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 But I completely agree. It's still not too late to actually go into it with all your heart and soul. If you no. really enjoy it, you can still get to a very, uh, very yeah, decent yeah. level and get a lot of. Uh, and why stop doing something you enjoy? Yeah. That's uh, that's a good, good and it's way to say it was it. also possible. I have to mention it was possible for me also the support of my family mm-hmm. because yeah, I worked 30, 40 hours a week when I was like 24, 25. But yeah, I also got a lot of support. But it, because it was not enough uh, living on your own, traveling around Europe, and so that's my family expensive. was also a big help there yeah. for sure. Okay, are you paying them back now? Or? Uh, not yet. No, not yet. In love. Yeah, in love. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess in Babinson in Denmark, I think it's very normal actually that yeah. most of us has had support from the family. Sure, too. sure. I'm sure it's also normal in other uh, other countries, but I just yeah, know yeah. for a fact here that I also wouldn't be sitting here today if no. I hadn't had support from my parents. Uh, That's right. I lived at home until I was 24 actually to yeah. make sure that I had enough money for uh, traveling and I still had help from uh, from them as well. So yeah, yeah. I hope that this advice uh, goes out to all the guys that, that's I been asking. I hope so too. Uh, yeah, because I really think uh, like your story is, uh, it is very inspirational. I think like being part of the national team at the age of 29, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's a record that will never be broken. Like I cannot <laughs> imagine they will get anyone in I don't think who so. Who has already turned yeah, 30. Yeah, of course, you never know, but uh, yeah. yeah. I'm a special case, let's yeah. say so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. One of the things I'm very proud of my career in the national team is that I've been there for 
a lot of years since yeah, 2005, yeah. so like the longevity. But I think like your record, if we should call that, is is actually a little bit similar uh, in some ways because it is also like you've shown that you love the sport and you just want to play and you want to work hard because if you if you don't do that, you will not be in the group at that late age. And no. I, I think it's very uh, yeah very commendable that you actually just kept on going. So I think that's very. And I can say without lying, I'm definitely not playing for the money. And I'm, the money is, has never been a goal for me. Of course, it would be, it would be nice to have a lot more money, but it's like all other people. Exactly. You like money too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But that's really not the case. Why I'm playing badminton. Yeah. Yeah. So you will keep going for many more years, even if you don't start earning more. Sure. Yeah. For sure. That's good to hear because we also need good doubles players in Denmark. We don't that's have right. too many of them at the moment. No. Nope. You're actually the like the second highest ranked. English mixed doubles now, right? Yep. Did you go to the Sudirman Cup? Uh, no. No. That could be uh, on the cards for. I would uh, like to go to yeah. the Sudirman Cup for sure. That's next year, right? It is, I think. Yeah. yeah. So basically, there's of course Matthias Christiansen and Alexander Boyd, and there's you guys, and I guess your old partner, Mayalun and Matthias Chui. Yeah. We have those uh, three mixed doubles in the national center, right? Yeah. Full time. Yeah. Probably fighting for two spots. Also, uh, yeah, we also have actually uh, a young big stop now. Yeah, that's Christine true. Christine Bus and Mas Vestergaard. Yeah, we just yeah. won the uh, Czech Open. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we starting actually, to uh, show some good results. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we have a, a better, better group right now, actually. For sure. Cool. I actually I don't have anything else on the uh, on the agenda. So no. unless there's something you want to say, and you cannot say something positive about Juventus, <laughs> I should. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I I really don't understand how you can support Inter, but no, uh, international. Yeah. I actually want to know why you support Juventus. Um, I must say both Brunby and Juventus is because of my dad. Okay. He's always been a big fan and actually just a big fan of football but yeah. uh yeah i fell in love with brunby and juventus at a uh, young age he sounds like a terrible dad <laughs> he's the best <laughs> no, that's good that's good i'm obviously also just joking uh, just former professional bowling player okay yep all right i didn't know that no that's right so are you a good bowler as well no no not, not at all. all i don't i haven't played more bowling than you okay okay all but right. yeah actually <laughs> my mom and dad get together because my mom was also playing bowling Okay. At a quite high level, not as high as my dad, but yeah. what's your dad's highest score in bowling? He never got the three hundred. Okay. Never. Okay. But he got. Uh, he told me once he got seventeen strikes in a row, but yeah. not in yeah. the same series. Yeah, yeah. So, so from the middle of the yeah. first one to the middle of the uh, at the end of the second or something like that. But I know okay. my mother has a higher score than my dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's he still plays in a team called. Uh, Old Stars, the former national team when he played. Okay. Yep. So, but it was like there were only like a couple of guys playing for fun in, a, yeah, ball and fun or yeah. some kind of club, and then yeah. they just, yeah, they saw what, what it took to go to the national team, and yeah. they were already there. Okay. So. Okay. But I guess bowling is also a sport where age doesn't really matter a lot. No, not uh, that much. Yeah. You still, of course, need some power to be able to like spin the ball fast enough. And that's right. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't play with that much spin anymore. He's yeah. always complaining about that. Okay. How old is he now? Oh, he's 65, okay. I think. Yeah. All right. 
Did, did he win like medals at like? Yeah, he won the 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 national many times. I think. Okay. Oh, at least once. Yeah. Okay. And he won against his best friend and childhood friend. So. Okay. Yeah, that's important. For it the is. Breaking, right? It is. And he's actually not at all a competitive guy. Okay. So, okay. but his friend were. Yeah. So it was like he just told him uh, now it's only you and me, and then yeah. he couldn't. Uh, yeah, he couldn't reach the level the other guys. So. Yeah. You want that? Okay. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't expect to be talking bowling on this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Now we know that, that you're the son online. of a uh, bowling. Uh, yeah. Le- I wouldn't say legend, probably, but not a legend. Uh, no. But, but a good, good bowling player. That's uh, that's a good way to wrap it up. It is. Miguel, thanks so much for uh, joining the podcast. Thank you for having me, Hans. No problem. And uh, should we just get back into, uh, yeah, into watching some bit. football? Maybe. Yeah, I think we should watch some Champions League now. Let's do that. Thanks so much. Juventus probably. Oh yes, Juventus. Yeah, they're playing. Who are they playing? Uh, they are playing Benfica. Okay. Or we could watch Paris Saint-Germain, but it's. But they are playing Maccabi. Uh, we can watch Park. Juventus. Yeah, Fair I think enough. we'll do that. We will watch Juventus. <laughs> that's uh, like my payment uh, to you. Thank you. Because you were part of the podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much. That's a nice gift. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening and. Uh, Please remember to support on Patreon.com if you want to. Patreon.com slash bidding news. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.